season's greetings and welcome to the Untitled Film Project podcast. I am Jim Chandler, along with Jeremy Cakeover and Justin Bradford. Today, we live a violent night. I want to make it my personal mission, my holiday to-do list, to find you and to end you. That is a terrible thing to want for Christmas. Maybe you and I should discuss that in person. Santa Claus is coming to town. So this week uh, on the show, we are talking about Violent Night, the horror comedy uh, slasher movie Christmas film starring David Harbour. (laughs) So, uh, initial takes. What did you think? My expectations going into this were I wanted a funny action movie that's going to have some crazy ways for people to die that had cheesy one-liners was a little bit kitschy and it delivered that like my expectations were met because that's what i wanted based on the trailers going in i wanted to be this cheesy thing where i'm laughing more than anything else and cringing at the weird ways that people die that's what i wanted out of this film and i got exactly that and then some when it came to the soundtrack (laughs) of what was happening while people were dying so all those wow. points in the, yes, I mean, soundtrack was not one of the major things that I flipped around he, through my the back of my head when he when, when, when Santa Claus is going ape on people and you have Brian Adams singing, "There's something about Christmas time." That made me bust up laughing so much in the theater. And my theater, it was a 7:45 show on a Sunday night, and there are probably 20 of us in there, which for a Sunday night at a suburban theater. That's pretty good. And everyone's laughing. I, I love the crowd that I, that was in there because no matter what, everyone was going, oh, 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 and busting up laughing every time. I loved it. I loved it so much because it met my expectations of just this drunken Santa Claus that gets a call from a little girl for help to, against the robbers. And it's totally Die Hard meets John Wick meets Home Alone. And they even pay homage to Home Alone yeah, they so much. did Home Alone. And if you pay homage it, to it, does that like give you artistic credit? No, you just no, copied it. No, but, but people actually died. And that's such a very small part of it, too. And that doesn't bother me whatsoever santa claus killed people and they go through his backstory of him being skull crusher <laughs> kind of and, kind of I kind of did. i don't need to okay this was this movie perfect no it didn't have to be it is an action comedy those movies get such a pass on so many things from me because i just want to be entertained right just literally entertained and laugh and love it there's so many action comedies that have delivered that as well throughout movie history to where it doesn't need to be a perfect film. It just needs to deliver on certain key points and that are cheesy one-liners. I love a one-liner in movies like this because it makes it cheesy. I love the cheese on it because Die Hard. Did you also ask on your Christmas list as a kid for to be delivered one of those little wind-up monkeys with a symbol that goes because I think your threshold for what is great action comedy is pretty low. I think, I, will, I think a lot of the public would disagree with you, old man. I will back off <laughs> and let you finish. I think so most of the people in my theater... I think most of the people in my theater would disagree I as well. I didn't want anybody thinking while they're listening no. that this was a united front. It doesn't I have to be a united front. You know, no, no, no. I already I, had a I, feeling based I, on Gover. I'm going to have his reaction. I, I have just discovered by some 
facial expressions that uh, Jeremy Gover has a few things to say. I wasn't well, done no, yet. No, no, but now we'd like you to continue. We just didn't want everybody to think, oh, this is a love-only Violent Night podcast. I'm pretty sure the clip that Gover chooses anyway is not going to be mine. So... <laughs> Well, we'll we'll go we'll with see. that anyways. We'll yeah, we'll we'll see. All right. But I like to spread the love around the room. You like to spread something. <laughs> Peanut butter. <laughs> but I, I'm very going to be very curious to hear your thoughts on the nitpickiness of it, of what your expectations were going oh, wait in. A second. Based on the trailers, I knew what I was getting myself into, and that's what I wanted. So I think more than anything else, there's going to be that certain segment of the public that wants this type of movie that is just laugh out loud fun of Santa going ape on people and just crazy ways to die. And that's why I loved it because I love the John Wick movies. I love Die Hard and I love Home Alone and it's given me that version of it. And I haven't had many pushback until obviously you two now on the enjoyment level. That's why. Yeah. If you've listened to the podcast, the three or four of you that enjoy us, you probably have noticed that Jeremy K. Gover is... Maybe a little bit of a nitpicker. He will take a tiny detail and he will focus on it with like the James Webb's telescope, focus back on that one thing from the movie. And I will attack a movie quite often in a more broader theme and overall way. So, and Bradford loves everything. And, I don't love everything. I would think I represent the general public more. Yeah. That's probably true, actually. I'll give you that. Here is a red ball. Would you like to bounce it? <laughs> Wow, Jim out here just calling me dumb. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Gover, you can't, you have zero. Here zi- we go. Jim's the only one that has room to talk. You have zero room to talk with your, if they just would have ended it this way, I wouldn't have deducted a point from it. A whole point. I'm allowed to rate movies how I want to rate You can them. absolutely do that. I'm allowed to tell you your opinion. Stupid. <laughs> Even if I think, oh, this is the dumbest nitpicky thing, I'm waiting for it, and I don't think I'd be happy if I didn't hear it. Well, so I'm expecting we, it we now. We all have our traits, and we will all make fun of each other's traits. I hate to let you down on this one. I don't have a nitpicky. You just didn't like it. Why don't we go to Jeremy K. Gover? Oh, thank you so much. I had a feeling you might have something to offer. I do have something to offer. Okay, so I'm just just prepared. I'm going to interrupt you guys like you interrupted me. That's fine. I'll jump. It wouldn't be a three way conversation if you didn't do that. It's a three way something. (laughs) Bradford mentioned expectations, and I want to address that. I had literally none. Okay. Did you see a trailer? That's what I'm going to get. Okay. If you let me finish, I know you said you paused. I'm just saying. You paused. It's dramatic pause for effect. You used up your interruption. As you guys all know, I go to the movie theater a ton, (laughs) and I have seen a trailer for this film, but it was so forgettable. I don't remember anything that happened in the trailer. I don't remember. I, I remember Santa what, Claus. No, no. <laughs> it's kind of Jim a memorable character. <laughs> no, no. I, I remember. I remember the gist. Santa Claus is in an action movie. Spit take. Right. That's that's what I remember. I don't. Okay. But I don't remember anything else about the plot. Okay. So I came in as fresh as it's really can be. Almost. Yeah. 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 It took roughly thirty minutes to get going, and I thought that was a little weird. But then I was like, well, it's character development. I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. If it's actiony, like diehardy actiony. All the way through, it's almost too much, right? So I'm like, right. okay, I, I'll, I'll let it slide. They're going to get to it. My main issue was it wasn't campy enough. Mm. So okay, if you're going to do a blatant action Christmas movie, like you're going to say, okay, we're going to try to do Die Hard in a different way. We kind of have this creative idea where this guy is Santa Claus. I just really know why he is, but he is, and he's the real Santa Claus, <laughs> he's and he's going to save Christmas. That's yeah. on paper. They were like, hey, what's the plot? Like, what's the, the what are they called? The elevator, the elevator pitch. Elevator yep. pitch. Yeah, is. Santa Claus literally saves Christmas for a family who is being held up by 
thieves. So was like, it too much like, heart then? No. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> but not no, campy but, enough? No, it wasn't like, the, okay, for example, there were all kind like littered throughout the whole movie. There were these uh, lines like, you know. Um, Santa uh, Claus is coming to town? No, yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town is a good one. <laughs> sure. Uh, Christmas is over. Like that kind of right. stuff. Like, like these stabs. Like, yeah. These bah humbug bleep bleep. Yeah, these sound bites <laughs> that are made for trailers. Just, you know, to, like yippee Kaye. Yes, but but on like drugs. So, <laughs> but they weren't obnoxious enough, or they were obnoxious, but the comedic timing wasn't right. One okay. or the other, something is amiss. If you're going to do this mm-hmm. again, Christmas is li- oh, Christmas. Uh, Santa is literally going to save Christmas for a family, and there's going to be guns and violence everywhere. That's what your idea He's gonna is. Save their lives, right? That's that's what the idea is. If you're going to do that, you got to lean in hard. You want it harder. And it's got to be, yeah, because it wasn't okay. funny. It wasn't comedic. It wasn't over the top. It was, it was like, um, did you laugh at all? Uh, twice, I think. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, I, is anybody in the theater with you? There was like probably 15 other people in there. What were their reactions? It was a big like? thing. It was the, one of the one of the AMC's big D's. Oh, right? you're so in a classic. That's, yeah. So it wasn't. I wasn't around <laughs> it's people. Spread out. He doesn't yeah, get recliners. There's a couple of chuckles, but there's there no like you know infectious laughter, Man. right? And as we as we've established on this show before, reference the bullet train episode if you haven't <laughs> never watched it. Oh God! <laughs> I love creative ways to kill people. I think that's what makes a a movie an action movie like this fun for me. It's like oh I haven't seen that before, or oh I didn't see that coming. And there were a couple of those in this one. The star through the eye, I thought was really creative. Love that. Especially when they turned the electric, electricity <laughs> on and went through his body. It was really neat. And then when the nail goes through his chin on the stairs, the attic stairs, there were a couple of them. But overall, for as much action as this movie tried to bring, it was just kind of like, okay. Interesting. I just didn't, it was like, this is a, and the last, my last point is I yawned three times during the climax of the film. Ooh. Like literally yawned. Like like the scene, the whole movie is building up to. I involuntarily yawned three different times, and that is not good. Did you think about a yawn? Did I think about it? Yeah. Did you think about yawning and then no, made you yawn? I'm sitting or? there eating my nachos <laughs> with my my. Your nachos were still present no, at actually, this time. Okay. They were. I was trying to paint the picture for everybody. No, they weren't. They were long. It's gone. Like an hour forty five no, in, he still has nachos. No, no. So, it's a, so the cheese is rubber by then. So I, right before they leave, the, they have the shootout at the hay scene. I'll say that. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. I, I yawned there, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." And I made that note in my phone. I was like, "Oh, I yawned." I was really interested. In that. I yawned there, and then I don't know. Ten minutes later, it's like the final destination. You know, with the the chimney kind of standing out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. right? and I yawned twice during that. And that's and, those are involuntary responses. I could not help that. And I got a good night's sleep last night. I got an 80 sleep score on my sleep. Oh, I was about to say, you need another sleep study. No, no, no. <laughs> no you just so, said you weren't nitpicky, but you can be nitpicky in different ways. Well, yeah. nitpicky you to me means like, oh, that. Like, yeah, he counted as yawn. <laughs> well, because it was it was startling. That's not nitpicky. That's not the, that's I mean, not just the, because that's you, not the film being like, wait, oh, that wait, wait, hay is out of place. Do your yawns actually mean you're bored? Because sometimes people just yawn if your body like needs more oxygen. Sometimes. No, I'm aware of that. I'm aware. I'm aware of the scientific reasons so, for yawning. I'm saying that I would just didn't care. Because like I don't actually yawn when I'm bored. I'm not the stereotype from a movie or a sitcom or something. All I can tell you is that it was not. I I didn't. I didn't have a good time. It's very curious to me that Gover wanted more. I thought he was just going to outright hate it because he didn't like it. But he wanted more campy because the concept. Is fun. Santa Claus is a real person. 
He's coming down. You're watching him on his do you know do his business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Going through these houses and do this and that. Eat the cookies. Oh, this one's stale. This is milk is garbage. This is expired. You know what? Like it's that's fun. He, the, the reindeers crap on roofs and he steps in. And he goes, really? Is this you? Like that's all in theory on paper. That's hilarious. That's faux. That's a cool concept. But in actual practice and execution, it was <laughs> just kind of blah. There was nothing about it that was special. I will take nothing out of this film to future Christmases. Nothing. There's not a single element that I'm like, oh, I got to see that again. Or, oh, that part was funny. Or, no. That's how bad it was for me. And now Jim's just going to completely wreck it. Oh, That's fine. Now, every time I talk, it's going to be like, you're like a cowering dog over there. (laughs) I feel... That's what happens when you like everything and go first. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or when you have your expectations set and they're actually met instead of going in blind. I have any expectations. I know. Whose fault is that? Jimmy, what do you think One of One trick pony. Ooh, all right. Or should I say a horse that was dead long before they stopped beating it? Mm, I like where this is going. Okay. I love David Harbour. I still like David Harbour. I think this was a lousy movie by not very creative people. They took a template from Die Hard. They wedged in a Home Alone reference and did some live action copying of the scenes a little bit. Then they went right back to. But I can, I'll say that I was looking forward to that. That's when I say it's not campy enough. I didn't lean in enough. Okay. If they did a scene where they like all the family who hates each other, like put these Christmas lights on the house and turned them on outside and watched it, that would have been a Christmas vacation nod. Right. And Home Alone, they, they addressed Home Alone. I would have loved to have seen three or four different Christmas movie staples parodied in this film. That would have been... That might have been more entertaining. That would have been a, a more campy. Be, okay, they're clearly leaning into this, how ridiculous this is. Yeah, that would a have bad worked. guy dies, yes. coming down the roof like Clark, Correct. right? Yep. To me, this always felt like the great elevator pitch. I, it, hey, let's do kind of like a Christmas die hard, you know, hybrid movie, but we're going to make it a little grittier. We're going to make it a little, you know, where, where, where Santa's going to, he's going to kick some ass, you know, and it's going to be fun. And, uh, but you know, it's also going to have, you know, some kind of message and it'll take, you know, whatever we sure we're going to do it like die hard style, but, but we're going to update it and make it a little more interesting. They didn't No, uh, they didn't it to me. This is like, uh, one of the knockoff straight to video, see it in the bin near the Dollar General checkout of a different movie that was successful, the knockoff version. Like, you know, uh, I just don't, uh, this movie, it, it just failed. Uh, at the well, It's not failing at the box office, Jim. No, it's already outpaced what they expected. I, I thought... This was going to be an enormously popular movie, and I still do, but I think it's going to be a little less popular because I don't think word of mouth is going to be great. Well, it's already outpaced. It's expect- they expected 10 million its opening weekend. It got 13. I said it, I, th- I thought it was going to be pretty popular. Yeah, but word, of, word of mouth money. is already going through pretty well because when you look at IMDb, it's the user scores that continue to trend up. Okay. They've made their money their back. Budget is oh, twenty yeah. million, and they've made twenty point seven million at the box office already. They've already made their money. Yes. So I really think it's going to trend. Pay writers. I mean, it's going to. That's why it was a cheap movie. That's, that's right. It's uh, going to trend up because social media is continuing to take it by storm because people are seeing it because other people are talking about it. Right now, people uh, are whether you like it or not. I, I think it's people are going to see it. Yeah, it uh, is for people who haven't been able to get out to the theater because not much is. I been go released. to the theater all the time. Well, 
But you like everything. You, you, no, I about don't. This. You review movies. You have a, like, it's kind of, that's one of your things. Most people only went out to the movies a few times this year. Yeah, for sure. Top Gun was one of them. Yeah. So, it, so what you're saying is this specific movie hit at the right time. Totally. If it happens four years ago, it's a bomb is what you're saying. Yeah. But because people are starved to go back to the theater and or they're starting to come around to going back to the theater, they haven't had a whole lot of great quality examples. And like you said, I think they like the idea at least. And there's, hey, it's, it's cold weather. There's a bunch of guys. You're, you just want to get away from things. Let's go watch them just have Santa kill some people. I think it's going to make a ton of money. That's, it's a perfect kind of getaway when we're, you know, when we've got some free time and we want to do something. This movie stunk. I really thought it would be funnier. And I, I just think, wow, they had so much potential. They could have done, they could have gone either even more towards the John Wick crazy violence, which it was close, or they could have gone funnier, like Santa's, you know, interactions are going to be funnier. Uh, the family's going to be, there's going to be at least one person in the family that's a redeemable, likable character. Nope! Uh, so there was just like, there was, no matter where they went with it, they underwhelmed. Let's get an initial score from... Not me, I'm not going first. You know what? I'll go first. Okay, please, I'll go please first. Do. Uh, it gets a solid two. Mm. I, uh, what were the redeemable qualities? What got, what got at the points? David Harbour is just so likable. I would have been madder at the movie if it was a different actor, but he's just got so much capital with me that I just like him. I like him off screen. I like him in Stranger Things and other things. I just so think personal baggage got him two points. Got the movie two points. Sure. Okay. Yeah, like it, Tom Hanks might give that. That's true. You know, to some movies, everybody right. loves him. All right, I'll go next because Bradford clearly wants to go last. The performers did well with what they had. But this, because I didn't have a problem with any of the performances, mm-hmm. even the child actors. I knew you could get to that, Brad. <laughs> I actually wasn't. Oh, okay, well, they were fine. I was going to say, she'd be the one redeemable, but she was nice at list, anyways. <laughs> well, so. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, when he said redeemable characters, I, I was thinking you know, non kids. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Though. Yeah. There was one, the, yeah. the, the kid. Uh, but the script was weak. The plot was creative only in theory, as we've talked about. I think, again, on paper, yeah. I think if you're pitching this movie, you're like, hey, a real life Santa kills people because he's saving Christmas. That's a hell of an idea. That's a fun yep. idea if you get the right writing team to actually craft it and do something with it. That's a movie that's going to get somebody out of the house and go to the theater. Right, which apparently it is doing, unfortunately. But uh, other than a handful of deaths, as I mentioned, the action scenes were very ho-hum. I give it a three. Ooh. 3.0 for me. Wow. So, folks, as you're listening to this, I don't want you to listen to either of these two bozos. <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously aren't because of Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 90%. Audience score, a 71% tomato meter on IMDb. It's a 7.1 rating. The popularity is trending up on IMDb. People are enjoying the movie for what it is. Good for them. Great for them because I had my expectations going in and it met those so much. My wife was laughing. I was laughing. I was thoroughly entertained by it. And I don't like everything. I go to movies typically to see what I'm going to enjoy. That's why I don't tend to see movies that I know I'm going to hate because why would I waste my time on it? That's why I tend to like things. And you could be a And most of the movies we review. (laughs) Most of the movies we review are ones that I know I'm probably going to enjoy. 
okay. are the ones that have gotten lower scores from me, but I tend to watch things I want to enjoy. There will be plenty of things during award season I know I'm going to watch. I'm like, eh. There's plenty of things that I went to screen that we have not reviewed that I have not enjoyed. We just haven't talked about them. So I, f- I know I have to defend myself here because I feel like I'm being attacked for not being critical enough for something that I enjoyed. So I'm sorry I'm not nitpicky enough, and I'm sorry I'm not I art like house turtles. enough. <laughs> but when I, so many people, I love you so much, you are. When awesome so many person. people agree with my take on this. <laughs> As well, and are entertained by it when it's trending so well in the box office, it shows that you two are out of it compared to me when it comes to it, because there's plenty of good critic scores as well, too. So with that, I give it a 7.5, which I think where it belongs. It's not amazing. It's not awful. It does its job as an action comedy. And you're woeing me, but that is right where it falls within so many other scores from people. I'm not woeing you. My reaction is based on the fact that we've done 20-ish episodes of this. It's more than 20, but I don't know the next number. 20-something episodes of this podcast. This is the first time we've been on a completely different level than each other. Usually it's like, okay, 7, 5, 4, or 8, 7, 6.5. This is a gigantic chasm. Yeah, for our obvious reasons. So that was my woe. It wasn't I'm not doubting you. Like what you like, dude. I'm simply saying that you tend to like everything. And I'm also saying that you, you don't have a critical eye to these movies like this sometimes. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It wasn't a waste of your time. Whereas if I, left I the don't theater, have a critical eye I left, to movies like this. Yeah, I'm saying I left the theater thinking what a waste of my time that was. You didn't get that. And that's great. I'm glad you didn't. Because that feeling sucks. <laughs> it does suck. That's why I tend to not put myself in those situations. So I'm sorry that I'm the one that said we should review this film because from the get go, oh no, when I first saw this trailer, I was like, we need to review I love this that film. You picked this movie. So this do I. I. So everybody, I was going to talk about this movie whether I had a podcast or not. No, this is good. But from the first time I saw the trailer, my expectations were what it was going to be, and I was very pleased with that. And then there's going to be a sequel, which I shudder to think about oh okay now let's not i would not necessarily care for a sequel they left the story open dude yeah it could i hope it doesn't happen or rather stay as it is i truly would just because that's when it's gonna stink but you enjoyed it so much i did doesn't mean i want a sequel would you sit through it yeah i'll watch this again i would have totally watched it again I busted up laughing, guys. And wow. maybe it was okay. the mood I was in, the theater I was in, but everyone was feeding off of each other. And you be you, and those people yeah. be them. I, I'm happy for you because uh, I also was thinking of all the things I could have gotten done had I not gone. Yeah. I just know that when I get Santa Claus kicking ass, I want it to be campy, and I want it to be fun, and I want it to be... Just more than it was. It was he sucked on a candy cane until it was a spike and then shoved it in a dude's neck. But <laughs> I think I think you'd see that coming. I think Jimmy had the perfect word. He called it potential, and I think it was failed potential. There was so much more they could have done that would have been better in almost every aspect except for the acting. Yeah, they that were I, fine. That I yeah that I that I think is probably the main catalyst to why I scored it the way I did. Because I'm like, look, I'm a moron, and I could have written a better script than that. So I am if, shocked that you wanted more campy. That's what I was not expecting. There wasn't any camp. There was plenty of camp. No. Yes, there was. No, 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 no. Just no. 
maybe the Home Alone scene and one or two David Harbor aside, right? Things. Yeah, the, the camp was around David Harbor more than anything else, but there was still some right. Camp He's the to lead. It. That's fine, but there was nothing that was blatantly stupid, and that's what I'm looking for. Lean in. If you're gonna do this, Get lean goofy. in. Is that what like saying? Marv touching the two faucet handles, and you they show him getting electrocuted, and his skull shows. That kind of campy. That would be fine. Make fun of yourself. I mean, just make fun of the fact that you're doing this ridiculous movie. You don't have to break the fourth wall and go all Deadpool, but just like just own it. I mean, own it. If you're going to be ridiculous, own the ridiculous. It'll make it more fun for the audience. Although apparently I'm in the minority here, and it'll make it it'll make it a better film. I think. We had some great. Listener questions, so we always appreciate you giving your questions on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram, replying to us or commenting. We love getting your questions. So the first one is going to be from Becca. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? We've heard this ad nauseum. It's always years. talked about always every talked year, about. right? Every yeah. year. And I will say that I used to be like, that's ridiculous. No way is it a Christmas movie. Blah, 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 blah. And then I watched it again with my wife. I think it was either last year or the year before. And son, right? Because, no. Oh. <laughs> because he's 10. Because uh, because of this question. She was like, is, is Die Hard a Christmas? I was like, no, it's not a Christmas. And then we watched it again. I still say no, but I'm much more tolerant of the answer of yes now than he, I was. It does evolve. <laughs> the heart becomes stuck in his way. like stone. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's slow, but it happens. <laughs> Jimmy, is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Only if your definition is it happens around Christmas. Yes. Because besides it being a Christmas party, it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. It just, it was a reason for them to get together and it, you know, it was a device, not a, there was nothing, no Christmas anything to it. I wasn't even shopping. It it was just a great action movie. So I don't call it a Christmas movie. I just call it an awesome movie. What's your rewatchability on it, Jim? Do you watch it at different times of the year or do you tend to rewatch it? I I'm not a big rewatcher of movies, but uh that is one of the movies that we'll say if somebody else is watching it and I walk into the room, I'm staying. Okay. Even yeah. in July. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I only ask that not as a setup or anything, but my explanation is because I say yes, and it's because that's my opinion, because that's when I watch it. And I feel like it's become a tradition oh, so it's of watching the, around there. The viewer's perspective being a Christmas movie, but you're not giving anything to the movie, right? Being a Christmas no, I don't think the movie itself is a ba- meant to be a Christmas movie. But to me, it's a movie I watch around Christmas, around the holidays, because yes, it does have a Christmas party. But I want to, on Christmas Eve, hear yippee ki I just, it's just one of those things that makes me feel good. And in Christmas movies, what do you want to do? You want to feel good. If it's a classic and you love it, great. I'm happy for you. It's just, of, it's not about Christmas. Right. So that leads okay. into our That's next question. Special. Oh, we have a, it's a double. It's a double. It's a we, have a, we have a doozy here. Yeah. Bonus okay. question. So this is this is this is a great one. This one Usually comes only from our Patreon members would be getting this <laughs> portion of the podcast. Oh, we really need to get but our Patreon set up. We're just letting you just kind of sit in on this. <laughs> so this one comes from Michelle, and this is a great one. That is a it's a great segue from the previous question. Best holiday movies 
not about Christmas. So, before we get to this, because I want Gover to go first again, how did you interpret this question first, Mr. Gover? Okay, so I know that the spirit of the question, I'm assuming, (laughs) is holiday movies as in Hanukkah or another... uh, Different holiday? Yeah, different holiday. It's holiday movies. It's the holidays, but it's not about Christmas, right? But when I first read this question from Michelle, I interpreted my brain was on autopilot and I interpreted it as best holiday movies, not about the holidays or, or the other way around or best Christmas movies, not about Christmas. Right. Sure. So uh, Die Hard is on my list. Mm-hmm. OK, because yeah. I, I, here's and here's my rationale. If you made it not a Christmas party, but like a maybe a staff retirement party or something like that, it loses nothing. The movie is still exactly the same. It's still good. It's still good, but it's still good. But the plot, it does, it's unchanged, right? So, so that's one of them. Gremlins is another one. Yeah, that is, it's on my list because it's not really about Christmas. Really, no. he just gets a gift. Yeah. Well, that could be about a birthday, or it could be an anniversary. You don't, you know, it doesn't have to be it Christmas. Attack right by, by Gremlins. It could be, it could that's be just it right. It could be just but for nothing. So that's number two, and number one is Home Alone, because Home Alone. Also, if you remove Christmas, the family's just going to go on vacation to Paris. It's the same movie. You take away the, listen, you take away the Christmas tree. You take away him maybe going to the store in mittens. And you maybe like all the, but he can still do all those things, going to church even. He could, he could do all those things in May. Doesn't have to be Christmas. Yes, Bradford. Justin Bradford has raised his hand. He would like to speak. But the plot for the robbers doing everything is because everyone's gone for Christmas. Yes. That's how they're pulling everything off. Plus, how many times is Christmas said in the movie? You're changing the entire script. But again, you can put it on St. Patrick's Day, and it's a spring break vacation that the family goes on, and it's exactly the same film. But it's not, because the whole point of it is being home for Christmas. I'm just telling you. Being together for Christmas. Taking a vacation on Christmas. But you could take a vacation other times. You can, but then it's My a fully different movie. My wife and I and movie. son just went to Alaska. You are we taking you are, you are taking this as the bare bones perspective. Yes, the, like absolute bare yes. bones. Yes. So basic, simple plot. Okay, that I can understand that. I don't agree with it because it changes the movie entirely. Though Nightmare Before Christmas, for example, requires Halloween and Christmas to be a film. If you make it Halloween to St. Patrick's Day, it's not the same thing. Okay, so it's a totally different. So that's what I'm. That's when I first read her question. That's what the that was. was that was how you interpreted it. Best Christmas movie that's not about Christmas, meaning you could remove everything Christmassy about it, and it's still ninety two percent the same movie. Instead of visiting Santa, he visits the little leprechaun. I said ninety two percent. Ninety two is given a. Jim, do you have an opinion on this or just going to giggle? You are eerily quiet. Well, because I went through uh, the same, I guess, questions about this question, which is, okay, do they want me to talk about other holiday movies that aren't Christmas, like Born on the Fourth of July? Eight Crazy Nights. Right. All those things would be eligible, just not Christmas. Or is she saying, you know, what are your three favorite movies that happen to have Christmas in them? Mm -hmm. And I private messaged her. (laughs) We all know Michelle. Michelle's awesome. She is uh, a terrific person. And she gave me a great detailed answer. But uh, why did I have to answer before I got this detailed answer? Go ahead. I want to hear this now. Unless you waste your time. (laughs) You've already seen Violent Night. It's good for the pod. (laughs) It is good. That's (laughs) right. Jeez. It, is, it is good for the show. In the name of the show. 
You should know that by now. They occur during the holidays, she explained to me, but they're not necessarily about the holidays, like lethal weapon. That's a, that okay. was that was how she meant her question. So is that your answer, lethal weapon? <laughs> I, you know, I, I've forgotten lethal weapon happened. There was a Christmas element to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, lethal weapon didn't jump in, but Die Hard did. Uh, I'm going to also say I, my wife loves this movie. I've seen it twice since it's been out, since the 1800s. But Moonstruck <laughs> actually oh, has, it. Uh, there's, you know, you be a quintessential unhinged Nicolas Cage and Cher just blowing it out of the water. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw that in there. And, and also going to put in the first Harry Potter movie. Nice pick. It only has, Damn you know, you. it obviously just like My them getting the gifts because they're spending their time at, at the, you know, Hogwarts. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I put that right up there in the top three. Great answer. And I just want to say, too, though, that we'd have to change the dire script a little bit if it wasn't on Christmas because we have that ho, ho, ho scene with the elevator. That, that, just... <laughs> 92% still intact, though. True. Okay, so. We're still in that. I guess I interpreted the question exactly the way I thought it would be, which is that take place around the holidays. So you interpreted it? Yes. <laughs> That's basically what you just said. Interpreted the question exactly the way that it was meant. It. Oh, okay. Takes place around the holidays, but is not necessarily a Christmas movie. First one, Jim already said it was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It's an or, the, or the Philosopher's Stone. Stone. Yes, the Christmas time. Uh, the other one for me is Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Love if Mean were, Girls. Because if I'm wrong, the only thing about that is that they do the dance. The Jingle Bell Rock thing around the holidays, with, yes. With, the, with, the, with those outfits. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. But, oh. but, it's, but it's a Christmas thing that happens, yeah, no, but it's totally not a Christmas wor- movie, right? Like, you fall within, it perfectly falls within the category. Agreed. Yep. But uh, Love that movie. The writing behind it, Tina Fey, just it's a great killed movie. it. Killed that yeah. movie. And yeah. it's not something yeah. that can ever be recreated because it was just one of those perfect type of comedy movies out there that I absolutely love. But they'll try, because they, they always do. They always they will, do. They and good, good for Lindsay Lohan being back. <laughs> good on her being back and, and knowing that Hallmark is there for her. <laughs> well, you've been listening to a lively edition of the Untitled Film Project Podcast with uh, the laughing man over there, uh, Jeremy K. Gover, I am Jim Chandler and Justin Bradford over here. Three guys that love each other, but love picking on each other even more. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We do. You, you, Jim, you were I, more the culprit tonight. I don't even. I love Gover. I, I saw the gaff. I moved into it. And it was on brand for Violent Night. <laughs> You know, so this take is no true. prisoners. Yeah. If you're going to do it for a movie, Violet Night's going to be the one that's going, yeah, do it, dude. <laughs> but don't be funny. <laughs> but it'll be better. Yes. Or interesting. Uh, I hate you guys. We... <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> are on all the social medias. What do they got to search for? At Justin B. Bradford. <laughs> I know you're going to take this show away from us, aren't you? He is. Yeah. Untitled Film Project Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love you. Thanks for listening. I, I really think that you may lock us out from the studio before we get into the next show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project Podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz.
Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett. The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio.